Yo, 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 I already know what this is. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is The Last Cassette. I am your host on this side. Nothing but your boy, John Richard. Sackbossy, everybody. It's your girl, Egyptia, and we are back at it again with another week of bullshit. I think um, for the past, I think for the past like two weeks, um, mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a bunch of different things that happened in this world. I think um, some of it was funny, and um some of it, you know, it, it, it was just crazy. Um, and I just saw you, yeah. you, you just went on a trip. You just came back from your trip. Yes, yes. Went, up, went over to Savannah with my mom and my sister and my nephew. And I remember from your trip, it was, it was, it was kind of weird because I'd never seen this. Because I, I was following you on social media, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, you know I saw, I'm watching your snap. And I saw that you had your mother with you in the club. Yes. Yeah, you were like, I'm in the club. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so that, like, that was, that was, to me, that was like, whoa. I mean, do people really go out, you know, to the club with their mom? And then your mother was there, and you told me, like, yeah, she like going to the club. Yeah, she loves to drink and party. You know, Caribbean people, man, they are just always about like partying and shit. And, I mean, so the question was this, because um, with your mother, what, what kind of music were they playing? Was it like all hip-hop? Was it like a no, mixture? No, it, it was Spanish music. My mom okay. was like crying about wanting Spanish music. So we were dancing to a lot of merengue, bachata, cumbia, but it was a Colombian club, so all we were listening to was salsa and cumbia, because that's all they listened to. Uh-huh. So it kind of got boring for us, because, you know, we're Caribbean. So and then also with us, like being Puerto Rican, we like merengue, reggaeton, you know, um, like carnival music. We like that loud, smack you in your face, make you jump type of music. So we were kind of bored. And I don't know if I told you, the first time I ever went to the club when I was 15 was actually with my mom. Dog, first time at the club with your mother? Man. Yeah, I was with my mom and I was 15. Yeah, my mom and my sister took me to the club for the first time. I remember the club was called Bongos. It was a Latin club because only Latin culture that you in. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, you know, back in, back at that time, that was 10 years ago, you know, back in the day, um, it would technify things like that. So uh, they got me in because, I mean, I managed to just look older than my age. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah that's true. That yeah, is true. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was just called Bumbos. It was bomb. I had so much fun. And um, and I guess, you know, my sister and my mom just, they, they wanted to give me the first experience of going to the club rather than going with my friends for the first time. So I think like I remember yeah. my I remember my first time going to the club. I was in high school and um what was my first well yeah I was kinda because I really wasn't a big party dude. Um I was but I wasn't at the same time. Um yeah. and then you know we started going to the teen clubs. I got some you know I actually ended up getting some friends yes. in high school. And they're like, yo man, we're going to the teen club and I actually went um to VIP room. We had fusions. Um and I remember we had this we had a club um, when I was in high school. Um, it was called a Motor Motor Lounge, and I remember me and my one of my best friends at that time, Donald. We ended up going there one time one day, and my high school track coach was working. And she was working the bar, um, so like that was dope, man. She was looking good too. She's like one of the track coaches you always wanted to talk to, you know, when yeah. but you never could because you was like the athlete was the, like. He was a high school teenager athlete. He didn't want to, you know, cross the boundaries. But um, when right. I, but you know, when I saw at that club, you know, hey, I was trying to get in. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, but you know, she curved me though. But it's all it's all good. I mean, you know, 
win some, you lose some. But yeah, so you know, that made me think about the club. Um, but yes. let's get down straight to business. So yes. this week, the last week and a half, um, yeah, this is a specific topic that been raging around all airways. Um, whether right. we like it or don't like it, uh, it's an issue that is constantly being talked about. And that issue is racism. And so racism is so big right now, right? And it's not just, it's not incoherent, right? It's not, they're not hiding behind the table. They're not, you know, ducking. It's right here in the, in the front of our face. So uh, I'm, if you, if anybody who watched the show, you you will see my Facebook profile is actually the picture of uh, four women of color, right? Yes. When I say women of yes. color, you know, they're, they're they're on a spectrum, right, of melanin. Um. So, you know, you you wrote me, you hit me up, and you you said that we should talk about it. Um. And so, I don't know if you want to go ahead and read the tweet, or should I? Yeah, I can definitely read the tweets. I actually have them in front of me um, right now as we speak. Um, so let's, there's just so many. Like, he literally went on a whole rant the last week. <laughs> so, um, so here's the irony of this tweet here. Uh, the, one of the first ones that Mr. Uh, Donald Trump said. Um, the racist said, the squad, quote-unquote, is a very racist group of troublemakers who are young, inexperienced and not very smart. They're pulling the once great Democratic Party far left and were against humanitarian aid at the border and are now against ICE and Homeland Security. So bad for our country. Then he say, he states, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen mm -hmm. who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have functioning government at all, now loudly um, and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to run. Why don't they go back and help fix the total broken and crime-infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how, I'm guessing it's done. Um, I don't think I got that last part. All right, I got it. I got it. Um, he says how it's done, right? He oh, first, okay, that's all, right. all right, and then he says... These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out a free travel arrangement. All right. So following this tweet, um, for people who you know follow the news, following this tweet, he goes to this rally in North Carolina. Okay, not that far from me or you. So he goes to this rally, and they initially starts saying, "Send her back." Send her back, right? And if you watch the clip, you watch the news, you saw how he stand in the praise, like they were praising him for saying yes. those saying those specific things. Um, and it's the, you know, and you know, he said then the next day when he was questioned about it, he said, "Well, I stopped it as soon as it happened," which he didn't. Yeah. He waited a good thirteen seconds. about things and I was watching the view and they actually showed that clip and they actually counted the seconds and it was I think it had gone like almost 30 seconds and you just let them chant like yeah the yeah crowd was two pages yep it was it was 13 it was 13 but 13 seconds yeah, 13. sorry not 30 but 13 yes yeah 13 seconds but what was interesting is this um here we are right well all the women that he, he critiquing you know and call in the squad um, are United States citizens. Only one, so only one was not born in the United States, but she is a citizen. Um, that's uh, Representative Omar. Um, and the thing about her is that she fled from Somalia, right? So she came over here for refugees, and she won on an election. So she is a citizen, okay? Now, I think the problem is this, right? Besides the incoherent racism, Right. Besides what we keep telling you guys, the most disrespecting women in this world are black women. Black women. All right. So besides that, the, the problem is this. The problem is when we when we criticize America, when we criticize 
for we love the country so dearly that we have the right to criticize her. Right? Me being that, we want you to live up to all of your standards. And I feel that a lot of um, far right wingers have a problem with that. Right? So, Trump, when Donald Trump ran for president, right, he was critiquing the United States, right? This is bad. Obama did a bad deal. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. So on and so forth. This is this is very bad. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he constantly did it. So the question will always arise is if you didn't like the country the way it was, why are you here? Why won't you go back to where you, there you go. But the, these women are here to, to stand up for what their American values should be about how the country should be run. Exactly. And something that, um, so I was of course still watching the view, and um, Sunny, the um, black and um, the black and also uh, Afro-Latina woman that's on the panel, uh, well black, I'm sorry, the Afro-Latino Afro-Latina woman that's on the panel. I don't know why I said black and Afro. Anyways, um, she said something that was very true. She said, you know, it's funny how he said that, you know, they came from countries that were corrupt and um, disorganized and if they even had, you know, a government at all and that they should try to go back there when we actually are living in a country that's just what he's describing. And I said, yeah, pretty damn true because technically I, we don't have a government at all. We're not standing to anything of what the Constitution is supposed to be, honestly. Let's be honest. And like I said, it's funny and it's you know quite interesting and sad at the same time. Because they're, they, this is what they job is. This is what they got elected to do. You, they, you yes. get elected to see problems and try to solve problems. To fix it. To fix what, it and to challenge what, what is the norm. Yeah, that, that's, that's, why you, that's why you're elected. And so when people do that, you know, against the president, you know, in, in this in this kind of terminology right now, it's bad. They're against America, right? Now, right. to piggyback on what Donald Trump was saying that she's against, um, he, he came back and said some more tweets about representing Omar, right? Um, saying that, you know, she's against America. She, she sympathizes with Al-Qaeda. Right, the reason why he was saying that he was saying that in reference to an interview she did back in 2013, right? Talking about when she was a kid, right? And the government at that time, the government at that time is if you doesn't rock with this certain people, guess what? You're the outcast. Yeah. So you had to be okay with what someone with Al Qaeda did. Now you can't reference that and kind of put it towards America. It's two different. We exactly you talking about well she sympathizes with Al Qaeda, right? Well he sympathizes with white supremacy. He sympathizes with white terrorism. And nobody bats an eye. But the issue to me is not what he said, right? Because a dog a dog always gonna bark. The issue to me is what his party is not doing. What the Republican Party, they're dismissing everything he said. Every time you try to talk to one, oh, I'm busy, I gotta do something, this, that, and the third. Well, it's taking out of context, no. And they're doing this because they don't want to get criticized and, and, and get on by the president. But this is why you're here. You're here to call out. We live in a society, right, where if you call somebody a racist, like, yo, I think that thing that shit is racist, their first excuse is, look, I have a racist back friend. I mean, I have a black friend. I have a another race friend. That doesn't mean I'm racist. You can't always pull that the, the, the token black man as your defense. And we constantly do it. Constantly. So, and in regards to Donald Trump, like, just, just when he was having a hearing with, um, what, what, what the little guy he was, I forgot, Robert Mueller? I think, no, it wasn't Robert yeah, Mueller. Robert Mueller? No. Oh, something I did want to say, you know, when you did bring up, um, you know, it's not what Trump, what Trump says, it's just more of his, you know, administration and what and how they're sitting and doing nothing. Um, I love this. Um, I don't know if you, did you watch the interview that I sent you, um, that they did, the four of them did with Gail? Yeah, well, Gail King. Okay. 
Yes, um, I love this. Um, one of the congresswomen, uh, Rashida Tlaib, if I'm saying that right. Uh-huh. Um, I love that she said that, you know, Trump is a distraction to reveal the issue. And I said that is so true because he makes these outrageous remarks. And, of course, the racist people, the versus Republicans, the far right, you know, they're just focused on what he's saying, but they're not, they're not ever looking at what the real issues are in this country and in our government and with, you know, security, with the homeland security, as they're always calling it, you know, they're just looking at what he's saying and going by that and, oh, not country so fucked up, but go ahead with the whole mother report thing. <laughs> so it was, it was another report and when it was asking, you know, it was his lawyer, Michael Cohen, that's what his name was. His name was uh, Michael Cohen. Okay, uh, yes. So okay. Michael Cohen was like, yo, man, Trump is a racist. And I said, you know, one of the Republicans said, how can he be a racist? So he brought out a black lady and said, tell him, Trump did, Trump did something good for you. Yeah, Trump did something good for me. So this is my, this is my prompt point. The token black person always being used as a prop to prove that somebody's not racist. But as a party, as a Republican Party, they should have called out and said what he said was very racist. This, this is not his first time saying this. Nor would it be his last time. Not too long ago, even after um, the exonerated five has been cleared, the name was cleared, right? Come to find out um, that not, no, there was no evidence, insubmissible evidence, that linked them to the crime. They came back and asked, pres and asked the president, Donald Trump, hey, do you feel like you should take back the words that you said about these five black men? And he said no, right? No. He said, he said... And Linda Ferrisine, even though their evidence just shows how corrupt she was, how corrupt the police department was at that time, he still negated from it. And you know what I'm saying? And and when when Richard Spencer and what the white supremacy and the people and the, the leader of Ku Klux Klan agreeing with what this man is saying, we have to bring, we have to put a spotlight on it. And Republicans, the ones on the far right, they have to stop. You know, turn a turn a blind eye to it. This is a representation of your party, as much as the far less left who say um, child pedophilia should be accepted. A, you know, that's that should be part of it. You cannot negate from both sides. Both of them are part of you. So that's where one of the issues lies with me. It it doesn't come from goddamn. He him saying one comment, right? It's a historical. Uh, well, I was gonna say historical, but it's multiple multiple times with him saying racist things or doing racist things. Yes. And his party turned a blind eye because they don't want to get criticized from him because he he he's a, such a strong personality that he mm -hmm. will criticize them in front of the camera. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Um, I saw a post on Facebook and someone said. If you think Trump is not a racist, repeat what he's been saying to your one of your co-workers and see if you'll have a job tomorrow. <laughs> but that's that, true. That does prove it. That is so true. For but, sure. So, yep. and, and another thing we had going on um, this, 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 this week, besides the Trump and the, and the sisters. Yes. So we can definitely, you know, turn into something of just a little bit lighter, then it's going to get serious again, and then it's going to get light again. I just, I love how we can just kind of go back and forth. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, women in, in rap, or women in hip hop, mm -hmm. so to say. Um, so, you know, I don't really listen to much hip hop, but I have been lately. I don't know what it is about moving back home, but I've been listening to like a lot of ratchet shit. I don't know why. But, um, so Jermaine Dupri got asked, you know, how he felt about these um, new women in rap right now, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, he asked about, I believe he got asked about the City Girls, but also Nicki Minaj. And um, his response was, um, you know, these girls, all they're talking about is, you know, their pussies and tricking and stuff like that. Um, and it's just a bunch of strippers just rapping. You know, somebody needs to come in the game and just change it up because they're just, you know, talking about the same things and it's just nothing but strippers rapping. Mm -hmm. So, right now, uh, for the first time, so I heard this in one of, uh, one of the podcasts that I like to listen to. 
Um, apparently, right now, uh, there's seven women in hip-hop, um, all at the same time on the Billboard uh, Hot 100, which is the first time that's ever happened in history. So, I, my opinion on what Jermaine Dupree said was, was just, once again, here is a man trying to say, you know, as women, you know, we're grinding, we're becoming successful. It's a, it's a great time for women right now, you know, especially, mm -hmm. you know, for black women, because we are, we, we're becoming the most educated, we're, we're um, growing at a fat, super fast rate with entrepreneurship. We're really kicking ass in music and all genres of music right now as well. And here's a man just demeaning that uh, success in black women. Because my thing is, you know, it's, there's not only the Megan Thee Stallion. Like, I know you always talk about Rhapsody. I have not heard her music, but I hear that she's so dope. Um, there's, um, I think, Nicole Nasty that I keep hearing about. There's just so many things. And also, though Megan Thee Stallion does talk about her pussy, she still can spit. Okay. And, um, and, and what I love, um, Cardi B actually commented on this, and she um, got, you know, of course, on her iPhone as always, and she just basically said, you know, y'all are not promoting the females that no, don't talk about their pussy, no, don't talk about getting money and tricking niggas and stuff like that. Y'all put, you know, girls like me that are saying shit like this you know, out there at forefront, you know, and she started naming, you know, a list of, you know, really good lyricists um, and really good rappers that's out right now, but that nobody's really, like, looking at. So I thought that was kind of dope. Um, I just don't like when men try to tell women what to do. All right. I, it was, almost, yeah, it was almost like a stay in your lane, like, you should have cut. My thing is, it's like, if, if, if it was all women that, you know, were saying real shit, then it would be like, well, y'all should try to have more fun, try to be sexy, or why you gotta be so serious all the time, we need some fun, da 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 It's like, either way, women can never win, especially black women. It's like, we can never win no matter how we are, or, or how we try to put ourselves out there in the world. Okay, all right. Now, this is where I have to do, uh, disagree with you, all right? Mm -hmm. So, what he was talking about, that asked about hip-hop, this is a hip-hop question, all right? So we have to keep right. it on hip-hop. Right. He said, now, the difference is this. New rappers, a lot of female rappers now, that mainstream, are talking about the same shit. Now, this is just, this is just this is the same conversation that everybody talk about in regards to these young guys rapping today. Right? They say, you guys, all you guys yeah, are sounding right. the same. Exactly. So we have to critique right. it just like that. Yes, the main, the, the biggest, the main, what, the highest ones right now. You got City Girls. Um, Meg, Meg the Stallion, you got Cardi B, Nikki, um, yeah. light skin Keisha, right? Sweetie. All right. Yeah, she's all right. She's not the top, but you can put that's in. Like, like, yeah, but I'm saying she's not like up there with these other, other ladies, but you could, you yeah, could, you, she's getting up there. She just went platinum. I'm just saying, I, I, if we're talking about. Like what's hot right now? She's hot right now. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm saying I'm telling you this is that most of these the ones that's mainstream are talking about the same shit. It's not the point is it's not that you know they're not promoting rap city. They're not promoting these other women. No, nah, it's the really. it's the point. Not. Yeah, let me tell you how I know. Right, rap city was nominated for a Grammy. But okay, good. Right, good. rap city she does she did a soundtrack for two K. 2K19, right? Rhapsody, um, she just did collabs with J. Cole. She's, she's just on a Dreamville album. Rhapsody did all these things. The problem is this. The problem is what the women want to hear. What but pops, what can, pops in the club. What, yes, but you, right. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't switch it up though. Yeah, but here's the thing though. You got to think about the people behind that. It's, it's always something, there's always a purpose behind what people do. What's pushed in front of us is the, it is the non, the non-deep rap music. That's what's pushed in front, because as much as Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are big and hot as they are, you know, I feel like 
they should be more of the face of of hip hop that kids see. You see what I mean? Because it's not right now. Because I'm thinking about you know, like my nephew's age, like the high schoolers, the early college kids. They're listening to this mumble dumb shit because that's what's pushed. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. You also have to think about the the machine that's behind it. If the machine was behind you know, lyricists and things like that and non-sexualization of men or women either way, then it, it would be a different conversation. You see what I mean? Because they, they do these things on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I understand. But I, say, but I understand that you mean you're, you're, saying, you're basically speaking on what's on demand. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, one, demand versus supply. Alright, so, so even, even, with, even with your argument, you said that, right? Guess what? Cardi B commented on it, right? Did she? Mm-hmm. Alright. She has a choice. To sh- she has a choice what she can put out, music wise. So does Nicki Minaj. So does Megan. They have a choice. The problem is we y'all tend. A lot of people tend to say, you know what? The labor heads tell you to put this out. You got to put this out. No, every, no, no, no. You don't. That's 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 one of the reasons why. I remember. I never forget when J Cole. J Cole dropped that song Workout. Right. So we got a good thing. Oh, see you again. See you again. And a good thing. So J. Cole dropped that song. Right? And then he get a call from Nas. Nas said, yo, man, what you doing? You wild. This ain't, this ain't what we do here. Then J. Cole went back to the old J. Cole. Back to spin. The problem is this. Even, even in the 90s. Too. Oh, my God. Workout? I love the workout. I love workout. I don't know if I'm gonna see you again, but the thing is this: Lauren Hill was she promoting sexuality? Was she promoting? No, she was not. And okay. Was, no, was it wasn't her album number one in the charts? Her album was, was her album. Her album is historic. It, it, right. it, it sends to heights. That album sells today, and it came out in '98, 20 years ago. Right. All right. So even with that. We have artists. Look at her, um, LMA. Mm-hmm. They don't promote sexuality. They don't promote sex like that, right? And they're booming. So the idea that's saying that you only have to rap about sex sells to me is crazy, because you know, because you not, have you have multiple. Not, they're not as booming as you keep thinking that they are. You think that they're booming because that's the the music that you're seeking for. You see what I mean? The thing is, you got to think about, like, okay, to be honest, this is the United States of America. So when shit is put on real display is when it hits the Billboard Hot 100, when it becomes pop, pretty much. They're not in that genre. Even though they're doing well in their genre, like, they're not, it's not like a, like an international level. But even yeah. even at that, the city girls are not considered pop. Megan Thee Stallion is not considered pop. They're not. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So you, we can't use that same argument. LMA is considered pop. LMA songs are on pop on pop charts. Booed Up was on the billboards, top 100. So that's that's what I'm saying. Is that we choose? You choose. The artists choose what song and what they want to put out. Yes. Do the label have some say so? And like, look. I think you need to go with this late. So. Yeah, and I have a, I have a, you know, you should go with this look. Yes, you could do that, but ultimately, who has to make the song? Mm-hmm. The problem is this: we tend to keep putting ownership into other people's hands. The ownership should be in, into the, into the artist's hands. That's why we critique them so hard. That's what you mean. The only that's what you mean. The brief was talking about is that all the tracks, female wise, are sounding the same. Let me finesse a nigga. It's hot girl summer. It's see the girl summer. All of it sounds the same, and you know, and that's it's the same thing for, dude, for dudes rapping. But he he says the same thing about that. Like that's what people we critique these young guys say. All oh, y'all motherfuckers sound the same, right? That's what we said. We said y'all not spitting bars. The the, the Migos, as big as they are, always getting their head looked at. People always coming for the Migos. Oh, 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 right. you know what I'm saying? Hip hop artists are always doing that. Because we know hey, we know it's not rap. We know it's not you're not saying nothing. 
But I think I think here's here's the thing too. We've always had dumb music in the entertainment industry. There's always been serious music and dumb music. We the the thing is is that you know I I believe in such artistic freedom that I just I mean I understand the critique of course, but I also feel like there shouldn't be like such a, a super harsh criticism when we're always going to have dumbass music and we're always going to have deep music. But like I said, I think the criticism comes from that era, right? If I'm if I'm used to Lauryn Hill, Missy, um, the only sexual artist we had that like, was booming like that was Lil' Kim, um, Eve, mm-hmm. MC Light, Queen Latifah, um, you know, Yo-Yo. I mean, I, I could keep going on, you know. We, you know, like I said, I, I was for Rhapsody is one of my top ones always. But then you have these same women right now that's making the same type of songs. Everybody, you know, once you get to a certain age, like, look, I, I heard this song before. Almost every Migos song, um, you, you can probably say, I heard this before. Every Blueface song, I heard the same shit before. Most of these young nigga songs, I heard this shit before. You gonna say the same shit that you said in that last song, and he gonna say the same shit that that nigga said, and that it's constant. Instead of hip hop being hip hop, right? And I'm a hip hop fan. Instead of instead yes. of it being bars, like straight bars, I had a conversation with one of my young guys, right, Colt, and you know I said, look, man, you need bars. Check out my check out Jadakiss, right. These are bars. You know oh what? Like, and like, he doesn't really understand it because what's high like, yo, these young niggas getting money. I mean, yeah. who gives a fuck about you getting money? It's about talent wise. So yeah, now, see, like, that's the thing. That's, that's the new generation. The new generation are making music to make money, not to make music. Like, that's that. And I think that's a big issue. Like, like I said, man, it's not it's not nothing a personal attack against these female MCs. It's I not. Think so. I, I think no. I mean, it's a. You want to say this? This this is your argument, right? Your argument said that uh, for women prospering, right? That Jermaine that Jermaine yes, Dupri. No, no. Yes, we you know, always got some some men always criticizing us whenever we're succeeding. This I, is, but he's okay. we're talking in hip hop. We're talking about. Bars. We can put all that other stuff aside. It's about bars and wordplay. Hip hop has no gender. We put bars on the table. That's when we go to battle rap and you see on Nicki Minaj hit a hotline, right? You know, when she hit that itty bitty piggy, you know, piggy in the market. You see me piggy in the market. Tell that bitch I got the So when you have that, right? And you can yeah. say, you know what? I know Nicki Minaj rap better than Tiger. Facts. Yes. All right. Yes. I, honestly, I know that Nicki Minaj raps better than what she's been rapping for the last five years. But that's what I'm saying. Honestly, we get we get so entwined with, you know what? You know, I think he's just trying to take people down. No, these women deserve criticism. Reason being is that they owe it not to themselves. They owe it to the younger women that's coming up to spit that real shit. Just like we critique the Migo, just like we critique all them other motherfuckers. Y'all owe it to yourself to spit bars and to show these young boys how to spit. Nobody spitting. Well, I heard, well, you know, I'll come to the Migo's defense. Uh, what's his face? Which one is with Cardi? Oh, Offset. Offset. I heard his, I heard his album. Has has been gotten a little bit deeper. I mean, I haven't I haven't listened to the song, but no. Father so. of four, yeah. I mean, I heard it. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was I'm not saying it was terrible. What I'm saying is this: y'all niggas are not spitting. That's what he's talking about. If ever this, let me write this down. When we go when we go down to hip hop, we go to a lot of Atlanta rappers, or we go wherever the fuck we want to go with, right? So a lot of them say, you know, I'm trapped out. I've been selling dope. I've been Booming all these bricks. You can't be booming. Everybody in Atlanta is not booming bricks. Just like every rapper in Columbia, South Carolina is not booming bricks when I'm selling the biggest dope. Because if you was, you wouldn't be staying in the same place you staying at before. Not living in Killian and having a beach house. You see what I'm saying? Shame so no shame. That's what I'm talking about. 
these niggas to me are not spitting bars. You're saying the same thing he's saying. He's saying the same thing you're saying. Spit bars. Even with the City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Look, what? Let, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. I, 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 I like to take Cardi B a little bit out of this equation because Cardi B to me, um, she kind of even though she started off, she said you know she was a stripper. The stories, you know, someone signed to say, but Cardi B somewhat could change her lane in regards to hip hop, right? But Nicki Minaj constantly every song. Her last song she put out was Megatron. All right, all right, and what's she talking about? And what else? By the way. And she said this pussy's pricey. Huh? Um, she has a song with Ariana Grande and she literally used the same way of you saying, you know, I put the squeeze on and uh, she used the same thing on that on that song too. I was like, come on, Nikki. I mean you get rich and you really don't have any more things to say. I really think that's why she Because that's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying, that's what Jermaine Dupri is saying. He's saying this. Let's put bars on the table. I don't give a fuck where you from. I don't care your sex, your age, your gender, whatever the fuck. Put bars on the table. Bars do not lie. City girls, as big of a success they are. And they're huge. They make dope songs for the club for women to shake their ass. But look at the content. Yeah, but they, they won't, I mean, they won't be here. I mean, let's be honest. Megan Thee Stallion, Sweetie, and... City girls, they're not going to be here the next 20 years. But I'm saying, city, the examples that you set, right? Period. Or, or I'm going to fuck, you know, if, if I want something, I'm going to fuck this nigga, get his money. It's constant. It's constant. It's, it's the constant story. Just like Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, you think I'm going to fuck, you know what I'm saying? You're going to fuck, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get some money. I'm going to get his bank account. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but that's what it, but that's what's promoting. But you could choose. They choose what song to write. When when she dropped, when Megan Thee Stallion dropped that uh, freshman um, freestyle, she obviously was talking about you know saying niggas that get her pussy aided, this that and the third. You see what I'm saying? You could choose what you rap about. Megan. No, I'm not saying that's wrong. But I'm saying is this. Right, everybody want to get up on Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree because he called it out. Like, look, all y'all rappers sound the same. Talk about pussy hole, you how you used to strip in the club. Now you want to hustle niggas. So you want to, so you want to. Everybody want to clown him because he's saying what he's hearing. Now, if y'all don't like, if y'all don't like the things he said, put out a put out an album, put out a, put out a record that's not talking about getting your pussy ate, not talking about finessing niggas. Talk about spitting bars. And that's what he's saying. Nobody's spitting bars no more. Let me ask you a question. Would Missy of Elliott ever be rapping like that? Oh, no, no. In the whole album? Never. Not the queen, not the queen Miss, Missy Elliott. I'm With MC Light? No. What happened in hip-hop where Queen Latifah dropped a song, right? When it was, was telling you to respect yourself. Unity. What happened to that? And Queen Latifah, look, and look at Queen Latifah. We look at her right now. That's hip hop royalty, hip hop royalty. Queen Latifah, goddamn Lauryn Hill. The two albums she dropped, two fucking albums. Now the first album, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill, and she's spitting on that album. Classic, classic. MC Light spits. Classic. That's the problem. You put rap, you put, you know what I'm saying, Cash Doll, Megan Thee Stallion, you put them all in a row, right? Guaranteed they're all going to rap about the same shit. But you drop something like with Rhapsody, right? And I, and I, I really got to sit down See, man, y'all don't understand, because Rhapsody dropped a song, Yeah, They Call Me Black and Ugly. Yeah, they call me black and ugly. But I go so hard, make the look. Point is this: I don't want to go through the whole song. You know, how, you know, how I feel she about that. She looks Rhapsody. exactly what I pictured her to look like. Oh my goodness! But that's what real bars sound like, man. Real bar, female-wise. Okay, okay, so so here's here's a, here's a thing. 
tell who you're playing. Should we set should, should we set people to higher standards to want to elevate their their thinking, their process of thinking, to want better quality music? Well, you're gonna like what you're gonna like. Point, point, point. Period. Right, of course. But right, what, what, what the, the problem is this: society moves, right? Now hear me out. Now I'm breaking down. Society moves the way hip hop will move. So whatever hip hop promotes is what society is gonna listen to more. Okay, but you did just say earlier that it's all about supply. It's about, it's all about demand and supply. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying the other way around. No, no, it, no. It is about demand and supply, but it's about what the artist puts out. If Cardi B puts out a whole album about, you know, what I'm saying I want my women to give money, start a business. Guess what happens? Okay. The, the that blueprint from that extends. Not every not every woman say we're gonna get our money, we're gonna start a business. Ever since the City Girls and this new wave of rap, um, you know, came out, it's all been about finesse niggas. I've been in a strip club and shake my ass, finesse niggas, you know, fuck niggas I in the club. I'm just saying, I, I, I think, I, for, I guess because me being a woman and, and dealing with the bad side of how society is with us as, as black women, I mean, I can understand why they kind of, you know, talking about it because it's like, yeah, get these niggas for all they work because they treat us like shit and, 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 you know, objectify us. So fuck these niggas and get their money. So, I mean. But then you, you can't, know, you can't have that. The other side too. You I, can't I, have I, that and then want to say Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, MC Light, and all these salt and pepper and all these people are hip hop royalty. And they're they not. Also, but that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not because there's no way in hell I would ever say that Megan Thee Stallion and um, City Girls are Cardi B are hip hop royalty. Absolutely not. I could never. But you know, I'm just saying, I think, I think it's just, I'm looking at it as the new wave of women owning their sexuality and, and owning the fact that, you know what? We're done letting men and society play with us. We're going to play with society and men. So I, I understand like why this music is out right now. But that isn't not talking. See, the, the thing is this. That's that's your opinion. That's 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 your take of it, right? But on to them, guess what they guess what it is? Scamming, let's get this money. And it's not about society and men. It's about the bag. And I when I said mm-hmm. this before, and I kind of hey, I'll say it again. They stop the bag. They ch- it's all about the bag. There's no bars into it. I, I remember how Eve used to spit. Remember Eve spit that song Love is Blind and it'll take over your mind? You remember that song? She said, I don't even know and I hate you. All I knew is that my girlfriend used to date you. How would you feel if she held you down and raped you, trying to escape, but she never could escape you? Real, recognized, real. Those are bars. All right? Yeah, yeah. And then, then you have this, right? <laughs> you said, when, um, I mean, the line, when I uh, see the girl say, I'm going to fuck him in his car, period. Or Megan the Stallion said, or or even or I mean Megan. Look, Megan can spit. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to take that away from Megan. Megan, Megan, Megan can spit. But you know the things you talk about spitting. Look, sweetheart, you got to tone it down. That may, but that may be you. You know, you may be the product of your environment, right? Um, Megan the Stallion said a line. She said, "If you want a picture, send no, send him a picture of a, of another bitch titties." Who, who, Megan. But the point is this, there's no real rap anymore for me, man. You're not going to tell me, look, and let me show how these people lie to y'all on, on, on the records, right? It's Hot Girl Summer, it's City Girl Summer. Oh, no, 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 that ass. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. Let me tell you how these people lie to you, right? It's, city, it's the City Girls or whatever, the City Girl, Hot Girl Summer, whatever, right? She, she over here performing, yo, I'm going to fuck this nigga in the Ferrari cars or whatever. Take your back. I look at her stupid ass. Y'all doing that dumb shit. Her ass pregnant. Got her baby daddy right there. Yeah, she pregnant as hell. And then, you know, making the sound song song. It's a hot girl summer. She thinks nigga with like 12 kids. <laughs> and then somebody on Facebook. Somebody pissed on Facebook. We ain't no damn hot girl summer. Y'all all need to sit y'all asses down. But facts, though. But facts. That's, you know, that's like, yo, for real, man. For real. Like, I need, if, if you, if, if, if anybody listening, right? And they like really in the hip hop, right? And anybody watching this on Facebook, and they really they're female, and they really like rapping, and they really a spitter. Look, man, put some real content out. Even with the males, 
I critique yeah. Mel so hard when it comes to hip hop because I'm a hip hop fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm huge yeah. on hip hop, right? My issue, even with local rappers and rappers that's big, is that y'all content is still the same. None of y'all niggas is moving work. None of y'all niggas shot, kill somebody. Everybody talk about shooting, shooting niggas. I got this ham, I got this drink, or whatever the fuck you got. But none of y'all niggas got bodies. My nigga Rhapsody yeah. said this. My nigga Rhapsody said this. Rhapsody said, all these niggas claiming boss, but none of them have any staff. Facts. Look, him, y'all. These people out here. Look, these niggas out here saying, you know, they so trapped out, right? Like they so crack in the eighties, coke in the eighties. But most of y'all niggas staying with y'all mama house, and y'all staying with y'all baby mama. And the women who talking about y'all getting all this money, this that new finessing niggas, you not getting nothing because y'all think y'all doing is getting fucked and left. So rap real shit. Just rap real shit. For me, I'll be real. This is why Kendrick Lamar and J Cole are so big. All right, yeah, because they rap, because, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, J. Cole talks about how his mom was on drugs and how his stepfather left her, right? How his other step, uh, you know, when she was there, another guy used to beat on her. Real rap. Yeah. He talks about um, having a girlfriend, his girlfriend going through an abortion. He talks about having his child. He talks yeah. about losing a friend. He talks, you know, he talks about his ex-girl when he went back, uh, back home. You know, she said, you know, why, you know, how did he change? And this, that, and the third. Kendrick Lamar talks about shit in his raps. His life. Real, recognized, real. Jay-Z. 444. Real, recognized, real. Nas. Real, recognized, real. Tupac. Real, recognized, real. Biggie. Real, recognized, real. All right? So, so for me, so after, with, with having this debate, because I was still thinking, well, who would we, I, I personally think, that we should blame the people. So I feel like, as a society, as the, as we are the generation of truth, if we are complaining that you know music, hip hop is not what it used to be anymore, which is we, there was dumb hip hop back in the day too. It was just still, still, it still had some quality to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that you know. We should blame people. People should demand more. If we are becoming the generation of the truth, then we should demand music of the truth. I'm just saying. So, I think that we should blame society for it. Because society is becoming dumber and dumber when you think about it. Um, This is what I think. I think we should blame the artists. Look, I remember when we was in high school, right? And uh, when we was in high school, uh, going into high school, it was a song, Crime Mob came out, right? And so yes. Crime Mob dropped the song, Nuck If You Buck, right? Oh, God. So, Nuck If You Buck, Nuck. So, it tells me this, right? That music could change fucking society. When crunk music came out, you step on a nigga's shoe, you don't want no problems, problems, snicking the nigga. Mm-hmm. Nuck If You Buck, you know what I'm saying? Trillville, I remember when... Um, they came out with uh, Cuddy Buddy. Trailville came out with Cuddy Buddy. And niggas was looking for a girl just to fuck, you know, for their own Cuddy Buddy. This is what I'm saying, is that the music can dictate society. And so it's yeah, up to okay. the artists. The artists. If we look, like, like, like I said, I'm not saying that society demand is, is, you know, has to be certain things. Because if society says, if society think that Ice J.J. Fish was fucking hot, then he'll be a multi-platinum artist. You see what I'm saying? So, but the yeah. thing is this, the, the the people you're targeting, right? A lot of people are not targeting, they're targeting a ratchet. All right? I'm not saying not to tar- target a ratchet, but you got to be careful. But you got to, but, you, but you, for me personally, right? I look at hip hop and I still imagine hip hop as how I felt about it growing up, right? So I was, you know, growing up in the 90s, I was like in Brooklyn, New York, huge hip hop fan, right? Maybe that's a little bit of New York in me. So, from that, hip hop was a storytelling that was telling you about where they came from, how the city is, what was going on. So we went from that, you know. And I understand that hip hop has to evolve. And we go from that. We go from principles to bag stealing, the thieving. It's funny to me. It's funny to me because I remember. You know, in, in middle school and, and getting somewhere going to high school, we had 
um, Young Jeezy came out, right? And you remember when Young Jeezy came out, it was a trap or die thing, and everybody had a snowman shirt. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It's a show how hip hop yes. can detect society. And we went from that being drug dealers <laughs> to 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 today's uh-huh. society where you're the fiend. When uh-huh. when future is telling you it's okay to drink lean, it's okay to be on these drugs. It's okay, but he's not doing it. So he's promoting something that he's not doing. That's my issue. My what issue is that, problems? huh? Future don't do no drugs. He don't do that shit. Are you sure he don't? Yeah. Did he say he don't? Yeah, he said nah. You don't catch future like that. A lot, a lot of these rappers, they always talk about they popping mop, doing drugs, doing crack cocaine. In the early two thousands, you was a crackhead. You two start yeah, rapping about yeah. that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is that the music right now is talking about popping pills, and now we have an opioid epidemic. Hip hop affects. The world, hip hop affects society. That's my point. That's 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 why I care so much about what the city girls say. What Meg and I love Megan Thee Stallion. Like Megan Thee Stallion music is dope as fuck. I could listen to Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B before I could listen to City Girls and Nicki Minaj. Oh, yeah, I will be up in Legends next next Friday. Definitely listening to Megan Thee Stallion. Can't freaking wait. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because Megan, Megan is dope, man. People can say what they want to say. Megan is dope. You know what I'm saying? Her tall yeah. ass. Um, and her body is bomb, too. Like, the fact that she can spit and she's pretty and her body's bomb, like, she's like just a big-ass Amazon. Like, she is. Just, That's why she's a stallion. Look how she so walk. Look how she talk. <laughs> her, ass so, her ass look like it'll knock you off until next fucking year. I swear. But, like I said, bars, man. Bars. I have I have a couple people right on my Facebook right. Well, let's say a lot of people, a lot of local these local rap artists, and um, and they would say, well, you know what I'm saying, yo, check out my rap, check out my song, and all these niggas is sounding the same to me, man. And you want to support these niggas, like, bro, I want you to make it, bro. And I do want these motherfuckers to make it. And, and deeper inside, I want people from South Carolina to make it so bad, right? Yeah. I, I love I love. I love South Carolina, right? And I want these people to make it. But the problem is this. You niggas is lying about the shit you rap about. None of y'all niggas, like, y'all my biggest drug dealer in you know, Columbia. Y'all be moving that nigga get popping and fucking with me. Yo, who got popped? You're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you went through your whole life and no nigga try you. You see what I'm saying? And he's like, you know, if a nigga tried me, get popped. All right, I guarantee a nigga tried you and he get popped. I guarantee. Like, real rap, man. Live the shit you rap about. If you preaching, you yeah. practicing. But, you know, that's my love. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say, yeah, rap is fine. Yeah, I don't understand, like, oh, you and I always talk about this. Why do niggas want to be hood so bad? It is not fun. It is not fun. I just, yo, I just, one of my homegirls, her dude right now just got locked, locked up, right? And she was like, you know, he hasn't called or anything. Like, he still hasn't gotten out. Every day I've been asking, has he got one? She, she told him about no. I said, this nigga must have had cocaine. Tell me why this nigga have been pushing weight up cocaine this whole entire time. We didn't even know. I'm just like, why are you not trying to be like, and, and the thing is, he's from, he's from, I think he's from Anderson. The middle of fucking nowhere with big houses and landfills. What the fuck? Where are you finding cocaine to sell? Man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something that's just crazy, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, right, all right, this is this is the funny part, man. It's the funny part. Never in my life, right? Never when I, when I was when I came down here to South Carolina. I was staying in, you know, Crane Creek, Lincolnshire, uh, Crane Crossing, right? So the Crane Gang, niggas know about this. So that area um, was kind of north of the hood, north of the hood. So we got, you know, the North Main, Fairfield Road, um, Hollywood Hills, the Colonies, Bishop, um, Ridgewood, Ridgewood, Burnswood, you know, the whole 215. Yeah. So... 
And it's astounding to me because now niggas that lives in the good area at that time, um, the Summit, Blythewood, Northeast, oh are now coming and saying that they're, they're gangster. They've been moving weight the whole time. And niggas from the hood, like, like I said, I always had this conversation like, how? Nigga, you, you moving, you selling drugs because you want to be cool. Niggas in the hood selling drugs because they got to eat. They have to live, yes. And so that's why it's always astounding me because when I hear these people talk about it when they rapping, and I know when it's how they from, I'm like, bro, come on, man. Come on, you you living you live a good life. Or they live over there in Dutch Fort or in Irmo. You, you have a good life. You don't have to be rapping. You know what I mean? You don't have to be rapping. Embrace that. Embrace that. Like, yeah. how about, like, and then here's the thing, like, how about if, if rappers do live that life, how about talking about how you want to be cool because you think moving dope is cool, but at the same time, you know, you got a good home life, so you're stuck in between two. So do I, like, how do I deal with that pressure of wanting to be cool while having, you know, a suburban life? That would, a lot of people would relate to that shit and understand. But the thing is this, man. Everybody, every the one point is this <laughs> for everybody. Everybody is not a drug dealer, all right. Everybody do not sling crack. Everybody is not popping niggas out here. Everybody does not have a Draco or, or one with a hundred round yeah. drum. Nah, y'all niggas ain't holding these shoes, uh, these tools like that. Y'all not. Be real. Y'all st- some of y'all then, still stay with y'all mama. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did not. You did not bring up them living still with their mamas. That is wrong. That is so messed up. Come on, Richard. But these niggas are. Yeah. And then here's my other thing too. You not that hard, and you not really pushing weight. If all you pushing is weed. Okay, and y'all still y'all still in a circle. Look, man. What's this is my thing. All right. If you're really a dope dealer, you really want to be trapped out, you invest. You always you always looking to flip, right? If I know weed's about to blow, guess what I'm gonna do? The money I made from selling these weed around the neighborhood, I'm about to invest that money, right, to American Trade or whatever, and buy a shit ton of weed stocks and flip it. Yes, yes. You know, I definitely would love to do that eventually, cause it's gonna be booming. You should do it now. What's stopping you? Could be doing now, even though. It's, but the thing is, it's not. It's not legal in South Carolina, though. But it's legal. You know, it's legal in other places. You could. You know, how training works, how investing works, right? Is that yeah. you could buy stock of a company, even though it's not legal here. It's legal in Colorado. It's legal in Canada, and so you buy the stock yes. shares in it, and it's like it could be like thirty four cents per share, right? And then mm-hmm. when it gets legal nationwide. And thirty four cents that you invest can turn into get the thirty four hundred. Right. Okay. I send you a link. I send yeah, you a link. Really been... I send you yeah, a link. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Send me. Send me a link for real because I really have been trying to like wanting to get into investing more because I'm really trying to make money while it's just making money. So might as well try to invest in some kind of stock because I've really been like getting interested in that for real. But. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, get, you gotta get it somehow. Some hell yeah, how. for real. So the moral, the moral of this debate is make better music, make, make better quality music, so that Richard don't have to fucking you know t- try to take his curls out his damn head because he's sick. He's sick of y'all either talking about popping mollies, fucking niggas or fucking bitches, and eating pussy and sucking dick. And who can ride? Who can ride the best on top of a nigga's dick? <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> Basically, yeah, basically. All right, all right. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about was the white lady who invented the bonnet. Yes, ladies and gentle of all the men's, a white lady, a white woman, Miss. What the hell? I always call her Sarah Ann Piper Taylor. Um, yeah, a white woman invented the bonnet. Um, so it's this woman. Jesus, where is her name at? I just had it. Okay. So her name is uh, Sarah Morantz Lindenberg. She stated that there, she saw that there was um, there was just a huge problem with you know keeping our hair together. So I just thought I would come up with you know coming up with bonnets, um, the nightcap as she calls it, um, that it's silk. Um, now, am I tripping or wasn't Harriet Tubman 
own and all the pictures wearing a whole ass bonnet back in the early 1800s. Um, well, didn't we have like a hair act way back in Louisiana and was it what was it 1472 or was it 1672? Either way, one of these one of these laws that made women wear headscarves because their crazy hair was attracting white men. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but um, so we're forgetting about that part. Uh, oh, but a, a white woman um, invented uh, the nightcap, as they call it. Um, so yeah, so when I saw this, I said, "What in the Elvis Presley bullshit is this?" Yeah. So, so thought I thought this should definitely be. We have not had a mother, a stupid motherfucker of the week in quite some time and she is definitely the, the stupid motherfucker of the week well let's call her out it's not just us getting on them getting on her um it's people it's, it's black twitter black people all over the world so uh-huh. I, you know for the stupid motherfucker of the week I'll say a couple of um interesting um things that people kind of got on her and it, it was weird to me at first, um, okay. but I know being a, you know, a black man, I would not have the, you know enough feelings to go towards his bonnet. So, please let me read some of these tweets. All right? Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. Let me fast up my whole last seat. Take me on a ride. Okay. So, according to this girl named Kish, right? Blacks... Black Twitter spotted a colonizer selling silk bonnets for $100. And Forbes wrote an article on the company yes. and the founder. Yes. We need more diversity in a high-level publication outlet. Someone, yes. someone in that office should have shut the idea down. Now, it's a picture of Harry Tubman staring at this white lady in the bonnet. Now, <laughs> Sarah, whatever the fuck her name is, and Nightcapo, you tried it. <laughs> I will tell you this, uh, Miss. Uh, what's her name? Oh, her name is Sarah. Oh, damn, that's fucked up. I was over here joking. Her name really is Sarah. Anyway, Miss Sarah, just just have several seats. Yankee Stadium. I mean, it, it just it it really. But you know, this is something white people have done since the beginning of time. Take something that is ours and make it their own. How in the hell can you think? Now, I don't damn well you have been at Walmart past midnight and you done seen some some Shaquita at the damn at the damn Walmart wearing her slippers and her hair bonnet and looked at her and was like, oh, she's so ratchet. How dare these niggas come out here dressed like this? But then you turn around and you make you are you quote unquote inventing something that was already on her head that you were judging. Yo, let me tell you, this is this is so funny. Because, you know, she definitely would have gotten away with it if this was maybe 50, 60, maybe 100 years ago. And then our kids would be telling us, oh, mommy, this white lady, um, I got told at school that she made the bonnet. No, baby. The one thing that your sister, your aunties, your nieces, and even your little girls would wear from the time that they were four years old until they were 104 years old was invented by a white lady. Wow. Well, that's what white people got going on today. White people doing white people I shit. Tell you. Who the, I, can, can I say it? Can I just say this? The capacity of this woman. Yeah. She really tried to put extra raisins in her potato salad today. <laughs> she really did. Or she really tried to put corn in her mac and cheese. She really casserole. did. She really, she, she really did. And she didn't sit her yeah. ass down. Talk about when it was because of her fucking wedding that she had to, you know, she, you know, her, she didn't want her hair to get fucked up, so she made, she invented it. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Black women been, hey, look, black okay, women, I mean, why that shit for years? Hair, white, the, just be honest, all white people hair can't, hair, can't hold hairstyles. Take Sarah see Sarah. She looks like a damn Sarah too. Ah, oh, she does look like a Sarah for real. Damn Sarah. Now, as we say, as, as we say in Creole, get my level. 
Well, I don't know what that means, but yeah, she's she yes, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> but I didn't thank y'all for motherfucking listening again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Listening to us debate, talk shit, and telling white people how stupid they can be sometimes. That is true. That is, that is very true. And uh, make sure you check out um, Egyptia vacation photos at okay. Egyptia. And you make sure you check mine out. Yeah, I see. And make sure you check mine out. That's coming up probably next week. At iClark underscore Kent. You can follow our Instagram at the last cassette. The Facebook at the last cassette. WordPress at the last cassette. And you can tune us into wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Oh, and also just want to give a big shout out to Richard and his wife Ariel. They are um they will be celebrating their one year anniversary from their wedding. On the 28th, so just want to give you guys a big shout out and, you know, yay, and all the applause in the world for one year down and forever more to go. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. You're that's that. That's the pictures y'all going to see coming. So, okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Are y'all taking the kids? Yeah, I, I take my kids everywhere I go. Okay. They got, they got, they got see is always a family involved. Okay, cool. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to get all this. All the thirst traps that the kids are not gonna be in. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see those ones. <laughs> All right, but thank y'all for listening, and we we'll catch y'all next time.